This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning to you. It is a Tuesday, and it's a terrific Tuesday, but it's also a tragic Tuesday, and probably a lot of emotions in between man when i decided that i would pay the bills by being a sports talk radio host initially it was never part of the plan uh one of the things that i didn't really consider is how often there are painful and tragic and devastating topics and headlines that i also have to talk about i often say that's why i would never work in news again i did work in news before um, and, it, and it taught me how to be a journalist. It taught me how to be objective, taught me how to tell a story and to share all of the angles of uh, a particular news item or a particular event. And so I'm grateful for that training uh, that lasted about six, seven years before I got into sports full time. I just never realized how very often the sports world intersects with some of those types of events or headlines that we want to avoid when we're in the sports world. And I'm with you. There are times when I use sports as a distraction. Now it's work for me, so it's a little bit different. But there are times when I just want to talk about football and not think about how awful the world can be. And yet, even in the world of sports, it's human beings. And so we can't escape all of the pain and all of the tragedy and all of the tough stuff that we wish we could forget even for a short time. And that's just not possible. And it's certainly not reality. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We are live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Do you need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family? Rocket can. We appreciate those of you who take the time to find us on our social media and let us know that you appreciate the show, that you like the show, that you enjoyed a particular interview that we did, or maybe that you think the show sucks. Either way, you are engaging with us on both Twitter and Facebook, and it takes hours every day. And no, I'm not exaggerating. That's not hyperbole. It literally does take us hours every day to man and to navigate our two social media sites um, and then our podcast and our YouTube channel and everything else we have going on. Uh, so thank you for finding us on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, 
or on our Facebook page. And we do post the link to our podcast every weekday morning on both of our sites. We've got multiple polls up per week. Sometimes it's the pattern. Other times we get off the beaten path, like the soccer poll that we put up last week where we gauged your interest or attempted to gauge your interest in the U.S. men's national team and the World Cup that's starting on Sunday with the host nation cutter against... I forgot who the host nation is playing, uh, but the the very first match of the World Cup starts Sunday, and then the United States plays Monday afternoon, 2 o'clock Eastern time. It's 11 o'clock in the morning Pacific time, and we were, I thought it was really honor an honor to have an actual guest from Qatar an hour ago, which is cool because they are eight hours ahead of Eastern time in the United States. So if you missed that, it's on our podcast, After Hours, AmyLawrence.com. And we've packed in a lot of football. We still have more to get to. We also want to talk about the uh, rookies of the year, or at least let you hear from them. The award season has started. Free agency is underway. The hot stove is right now merely heating up. Uh, there's lots of speculation. We did some speculating with Jim Bowden last week when he joined us on the show. Uh, lots of traffic on that interview, by the way, because there is a ton of interest. We've got a full Major League Baseball offseason with winter meetings coming up and free agency, all of that that we were deprived of when they went into a lockout last offseason. So it's good to have baseball back in all of its form. And if you don't know about the changes coming for baseball in 2023, would definitely encourage you uh, to listen to that interview with Jim. So we're going to mix it up. A little bit of baseball, a lot of the NFL, some QB news, um, and your chance to hear the candidates for TD of the week yet again because we're through week 10. How about that? We're through week 10, and we're mere days away from Thanksgiving. If you're like me, and maybe you're not, but maybe you are. Maybe there's one or two of you out there who are. You enjoy planning. I enjoy planning. Jay does not enjoy planning. Jay doesn't plan, actually. How much of your uh, life do you actually believe you plan for versus just like winging it? I'm more spontaneous. Yes. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's more fun to me just to like be like, oh, that's yeah, cool. Let's do it. And then mm-hmm. I just do it. Because sometimes when I make plans, I'm like, I dread them. And I'm like, ah, oh, do I really want to go do that like in three weeks? Like, so I just kind of. Huh. Do so it. do you really want to go to Arizona in three months? Because we could make sure that we don't stress you out with the planning of the Super Bowl. No, trip. that's all good. Oh, Okay. Why do you think that's all good? I don't know. Because I'm the one doing the planning? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Ouch. All right. (laughs) Touche. It stresses him out to have plans. Interesting. Something I didn't know about you. I mean, not every time, but it can. All right. Like if you're on the fence about them and you got to think about them and you got to. You also can very often save money when you plan ahead. Yeah, or you could. or not be left with your pants down, be caught with your pants down because you're not ready. Always ready. I mean, I hope you plan for this show a little bit. I mean, when I get here three hours early, yeah. Okay, just saying is all. Planning can also be a valuable tool. I know you're not looking down on those of us who plan. Oh, of course not. Do your planning. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave you out of my plans next time and see how you like that. Yeah, I get that. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so planning, I'm a big planner. In fact, when I leave this business, whenever it is, I think I'm going to be a professional planner. Is that such a thing? 
Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing, right? <laughs> Party planner, wedding not planner. For we no, not for weddings. I'm not going to be a wedding planner and deal with bridezillas. No, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm good. I don't know what other planning they would make a party or vacation a, planning. You thank there you there very you much. There you go. Look at that. Tell you're, me I'd be great at that. I'm just trying to help you out with your next career. That's all. Are you? That's what you're allowing me to do. You're allowing <laughs> me to plan you so that I can <laughs> let you get some practice for my next you career. You should be thanking me. Should I? <laughs> okay. You, uh, I'll let you know when I'm at that same point where you are. So producer Jay plans nothing. I plan pretty much everything. Now I do allow that very often, especially in live radio, things do not work according to plan. Football, things do not work according to plan. However, there are things that do go according to plan, and there are games that do go according to plan. And I would have to say the game plan, see how I did that, for the Washington Commanders was executed to near perfection. So even though producer Jay thinks you should just show up and wing it, that plans are very stressful, uh, Ron Rivera and his coaching staff had a very specific plan, and boy, did it work out, not perfectly, but very well. It's just when they started the game with a fumble against the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL, it didn't appear as though it was going to go their way or according to plan. Look at the formation here. Wouldn't be surprised if quarterback sneak. It's a wishbone, and the quarterback Hurts is under center, gets the snap, drives, touchdown, and the quarterback sneak is Ross predicted right over the center. Wow, they cash in on the fumble by the quarterback Heineken, a big hit by Sweat coming off the edge in the blind side, a one-yard touchdown run by Jalen Hurts, and 12-21 to go in the first, and a 6-0 lead for the Eagles. Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. So, yes, not even two minutes into this game. Already, Washington had given, I mean, handed it to the Eagles on a silver platter, had given them a short field, and Jalen Hurts gets into the end zone. But once they recovered and found their footing, it was very clear what the Washington commanders wanted to do. They wanted to control the ball. They wanted to keep it away from Jalen Hurts. And I would say a 13 play, seven minute and 21 second drive, a 16 play, seven minute and four second drive. Those in the first half alone, I would say that's an effective way to win at a game of keep away with the Eagles. Running back Gibson, shotgun formation, Philadelphia one. There's the snap, the handoff, and it's Gibson diving over the right guard. Touchdown, Washington. A terrific clock, and he dives. Trey Turner led the way. A one-yard touchdown plunge by Gibson. Here comes Samuel in motion. Shotgun snap. Handoff Robinson. Spins, digs, leans, lunges. Touchdown! The commanders have gotten it in. Robinson would not be denied. A one-yard touchdown turning, spinning run. And Washington has taken a lead late in the first half over the undefeated Eagles. Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. Yes, a 13-play drive, a 16-play drive. And in the first half alone, the commanders possessed the ball for 20 minutes. 20 minutes of 30 minutes. Now, it's not impossible to score when you only have the ball for a couple of minutes here and a couple of minutes there, but the commanders did what they wanted to do, which was not allow Jalen Hurts to keep the ball for long stretches of time. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Certainly, we did see the Eagles find their footing, but just as a side note, you you recognize that when you're standing around in sports – you're not in a rhythm. Sometimes it takes teams a minute to warm up. It takes them a minute to find a groove, to find a rhythm. 
that is really the point of warming up before a game, right? You hope that you're able to to lock right in. But when the commanders have got the ball, your defense is out there for seven, eight minutes at a time, and the offense is standing around in a coat because it was cold. It was cold last night in the Northeast. Not only do your muscles get physically cold, but the rest of you, just all that momentum that you built up from, say, your previous drive, well, it's gone. And so there's multiple benefits to keeping Jalen Hurts in the offense on the sidelines for long stretches of time, though they do, uh, do still have dynamic playmakers. First and 10 from the 11. Three receivers left. Two right. Hurts. Empty backfield. Looks. Fires. Completed the five. Breaking the tackle. Walking in. Devontae Smith. Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio. That was a drive that was their second possession in the second half. And do you know it actually took them into the fourth quarter? <laughs> because the commanders had the ball for eight and a half minutes for a, a field goal. I mean, they're, they're just stingy. They don't give you the ball if they're doing what they want to do. And I kind of feel like I, maybe – People there, maybe there are people out there who thought the Eagles would run the table. I didn't think they would run the table because that division is too good. And I'm not surprised at all that it was a team in their division that handed them their first loss because the commanders, they hate the Eagles. It's a rivalry. The fans hate each other. They're not intimidated by the atmosphere in Philadelphia because they're there on a regular basis. Um, so it, it this part doesn't surprise me that they go toe-to-toe and that the Eagles get their best shot. I just am amazed at how well they were able to keep the ball away from the Eagles. So, yeah, they go on this extended field goal drive. Their drive for a field goal took longer than their two touchdown drives, for heaven's sakes. Uh, 14 plays, 66 yards, eight and a half minutes. It's plotting. It's slow. It's methodical. But, boy, is it efficient. <laughs> so, the Eagles finally get the ball back, and their second possession of the second half takes them all the way into the fourth quarter. But they do pull within a couple of points. And then things get a little bit crazy. Taylor Heineke throws an interception. Now, it was on third down. It it was deep, and so it kind of served like a punt. But it was an interception. The Eagles then come back, and they have a completed pass play to Dallas Goddard, only to see a defender literally grab a handful of face mask and yank his head to the right. So he ends up fumbling. Somehow the officials missed that face mask call. So that was brutal. Um, and from that face mask slash fumble, uh, there was a field goal, another field goal by the commander. So at this point, now it's deep into the fourth quarter. They're up 26, 21. Uh, and, the, the Eagles have the ball. And this is really, to me, their opportunity in, in which they they had up other opportunities during the game. So I don't want to say it was their last. It was their only. It's just this was the one that I felt like was kind of the dagger to the heart. Clock is approaching six to play in the fourth. Eagles are down 26-21. First and 20 with the penalty. They're back at their 27. Shotgun snap. Hurts drops back. Sets. Winds up. Long pass down the near side. Caught on a dive. Falling down Watkins 30. Gets back up. Hit again. Fumble the ball. It's rolling. And the Washington Commanders pick it up with Forrest, who then kicks it to the far sideline and runs out of bounds. The Eagles have fumbled the ball on a long catch. You want to know how long? That was a 50-yard catch. 50-yard pass play by the time he fumbled it. And so Quez Watkins coughs it up. The ball gets recovered 
inside the red zone at the Washington 15. That was their last great opportunity to rally. They did have another possession, but it was a three and out. They went nowhere in 90 seconds. This was actually, this was a 50-yard bomb, and it took them inside the red zone, and Quez Watkins coughed it up, so that was tough. Now, I know a lot of people are focusing on how this game ended. Eh, it, it was a significant moment uh, because it was... It was an opportunity there on third down. It feels like the the commanders had this peg perfectly, though, and there was no way that they were going to give the ball up, as we saw all game, without a fight. Shotgun snap, the left tackle block, a crumbling pocket. He's running to the numbers. Now he goes to a knee and goes down to the 38. And he goes down, he was hit, and there's a flag, and that may be on Philadelphia for a hit on a quarterback who is down. That's what the flag is thrown as Heineke was scrambling and running, then finally hit the deck but went to a knee, meaning he was down, and a flag was thrown and a hit after the whistle had sounded. We kind of called a slant for Terry, and it was one of those things, like, if he's open, give it to him. If not, take a sack. And I was not going to throw it unless he was wide open. Um, you know, just the, the, the rapport of the game. I didn't want anything crazy to happen. So um, when I took that knee and I saw them kind of still coming at me, I was hoping they would hit me and, Sure enough, they did. So uh, it was a mistake on their end, but hey, um, you know, we'll live with it. I wish I could have that call back, but at the end of the day, we wish we could have a bunch of calls back. But you know what? Uh, they won. It was, uh, you know, for me, I just want to make up for it by what I do next week, how I respond. So uh, I'm going to take that one on the chin. Um, of course, we are going to uh, just flush it and, and move on, but uh, I'm definitely going to take that one and make sure, you know, next time, you know, I don't let the team down in, in a situation like that. That's not at all what lost us the football game. Yeah, shoot. I mean, that's pretty pretty simple, right? The three turnovers lost us the game. The time of possession loses you the game. Um, it was we lost it together. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching. We lost it together. That's what lost us the game. Nick Sirianni is not blaming Brandon Graham, and I really hope that the majority of sane, reasonable football fans are not either, because that would be dumb. Uh, it was a dumb mistake it was a call that he would like to have back he said a moment he'd like to have back but that's not why the Eagles lost they had so many opportunities and again to me the Quez Watkins was really their last great opportunity to get that go-ahead touchdown Uh, again Kevin Harlan on Westwood one and then you hear Taylor Heineke about that late hit and how it was exactly what they were looking for. He said, I was hoping that someone would hit me. And Brandon Graham, uh, he took the bait. He bought into it, and he, in fact, did fall for the trap. We were on a good good run there for a little bit, and then I feel like we kind of let one go last week that we could have won. And uh, the, the bounce back and 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 go against an undefeated Philly team at their place, they're undefeated, you know, Monday night football. And for us to kind of battle like that and get a win like this is huge for us. It's going to have, you know, we have a lot of confidence here going on. NFC East football, you never know what can happen. And, you know, um, we're just proud of the way we came out today. Defense did a great job getting turnovers. Offense, um, you know, finished when we need to. Special teams did a great job as well. And when you win, it feels good. But when you win in this fashion against a, um, uh, on the road, Monday night football against a division opponent, I think it's just that much sweeter. It really was, you know, the, the, the guys sticking to the plan. Coaches stuck to their plan. You know, we found one of the best ways to slow Jalen Hurts down to keep him off the field. And we were fortunate that we were able to do that today. 
See, Ron Rivera is a man after my own heart. He is clearly a planner. Terry McLaurin before that, 128 yards, uh, and he's scary Terry back at it again uh, with Taylor Heineke, uh, probably the best option that Taylor has. You want to move the chains? Well, let's find scary Terry. And as for the Philadelphia Eagles, this is a game that they'd like to forget. They had three turnovers that were significant. The fourth one was on the last play. And yes, it was a touchdown. A game was, was essentially over. So it's back to the drawing board. But inside the NFC East, it's going to be a dogfight. So it's not a terrible thing for them to have a game like this that knocks them back. We've started 8-0 together. We lost this game together. And we're going to move on together. And, uh, and we'll get better from this. I think in the end, it's about how you respond. Regardless of what's in front of you, how do you respond to this scenario? How do you respond to that scenario? How do you respond to the joy, the feeling of joy? How do you respond to the feeling of pain? Um, I got a good feeling how we'll respond. They say um, hungry dogs run faster. And, you know, when you, when you win, they say it's, it's hard to keep that hunger. And... I think this team is, is in a position, and now we can dictate how we want to respond to this adversity, um, this obstacle in our way. Adversity prepares you to be a champion. But on a lighter note, Hungry Amy definitely does not run faster because I feel like I can't focus on the exercise. All I can focus on is how hungry I am. Does Hungry Jay run faster? I don't think Jay really runs, but <laughs> at all. I mean, theoretically. No, probably not. I'd be a little sluggish. <laughs> all right. So Jalen is clearly a better athlete than all of us. <laughs> I can't work out when I'm hungry. That's probably the the biggest thing is that it's a tough balance because unless you wake up and work out immediately, at least in my case, I have a hard time. Uh, I can't work out when I'm hungry. No, it, it kind of, you, you don't have like that fuel. You don't have the energy to keep you going. That's right. Hungry dogs run faster. He always does have these Words of wisdom. They say um, hungry dogs run faster. <laughs> and, you know, when you, when you win, they say it's, it's hard to keep the hunger. <laughs> so then losing. Uh, the teams out there that have been losing, they should be running faster. I don't know that's what we saw from the Raiders. <laughs> they are not so. starving. They're definitely not running faster. <laughs> All right, coming up, uh, well, we've got so much. We've got as much as we can cram in in the next few minutes. Uh, quarterback news at the back half of the hour, so maybe we'll give you your candidates for TD of the week yet again, and we can hear from the Rookie of the Year candidates too. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Candidates, not candidates, winners. They're winners. Winning! It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. It's a touchdown Tuesday on After Hours. Firing for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Touchdown. Takes it himself to the pylon. One man to beat 10. He's gone. They throw in the end zone. Cut. Touchdown. Hey, the guy missed. He's inside the five. He's to the three to one. Top the center something into the end zone. Touchdown. To cast your vote for the TD of the week, head to at After Hours CBS on Twitter or give us a call at 855-212-4227. The Detroit Lions. First and goal, Lions from the Chicago one. Goff out of the gun. Leans in, takes the snap, hands to Jamal Williams. Into the end zone, touchdown Detroit Lions. They are an extra point away from taking the lead in this game. What a drive by this football team. The Indianapolis Colts. Ryan to throw, crossing pattern, inside the 20 to go, the Colts 10 at the 5, and they will score a touchdown with Paris Campbell. That's a 36-yard crossing pattern all the way to the house for Paris Campbell, and the Colts are back on top as Paris finds Painter. The Green Bay Packers. Aaron Jones alone back, and the hand, fake handoff to Jones. Rodgers throws left side of the end zone. He's got it, man. Touchdown. It is the rookie, Christian Watson, for the third time today. They beat Malik Hooker. Great protection. Watson uncovered. He's got three touchdown receptions, and the Packers are an extra point away from getting this thing tied. The Minnesota Vikings. Josh Allen puts Gabe Davis in motion. And Davis is behind Allen. And he tried to push him. He didn't get out of there. He didn't get out. He did not get out. That's a safety. Give it to us. Give us the safety. Look at what's taking so long. Oh, the ball came out. Yeah, drop that ball, Josh Allen. That ball came loose. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. There are some incredible candidates for TD of the week. Lions radio, Dan Miller. That was a 91-yard drive that was capped by the Jamal Williams TD with three minutes to go as the Lions rallied past the Bears. In fact, you'll sense an NFC North theme here. Uh, For Green Bay, Wayne Larravee on Packers radio. Christian Watson, not one, not two, but three touchdowns for the rookie receiver. The best game for Aaron Rodgers that we've seen in a while. Indianapolis with Matt Ryan starting again. Paris Campbell scores the winning touchdown with about five minutes to go. This is after Ryan runs for 39 yards to convert a third down. That's Matt Taylor on Colts Radio. And finally, Paul Allen, who will be on our show uh, come tomorrow night, along with Pete Burchich, the Vikings radio team. One of the crazier moments that we've seen all season as the Vikings fail to get in with their own goal line offense, but then they recover a Josh Allen fumble in the end zone for the go-ahead score in Orchard Park.
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. And actually, uh, we're going to stick with that game for our Defensive Player of the Week. It's sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. I wish it was a touchdown because then it would be part of our TD of the Week. It wasn't, but... It was just as impressive. Patrick Peterson, not once, but twice, intercepting Josh Allen. And the last time, the second time, was in OT, ended the game after the Vikings had uh, gotten their their field goal up and through the uprights. And Patrick Peterson's been around for a long time. It's just his second year with the Vikings. He has 32 career interceptions, three this season, uh, and two of them coming in what is clearly the biggest game of the year for the Vikings And, man, did he have Josh Allen pegged in that moment, too, which was really impressive. Do we want to hear from him? We do. We want to hear from the veteran, Patrick Peterson, about his craft and about the moment that preserved this Vikings win and got them to 8-1. and That was a a really big play, obviously, to to close out the game and and get the victory for us. But they came out and just ran a simple Dover scheme, a a Dover uh, um, concept with the number one receiver running a deep end, the tight end motioned over from the three receiver side to create a two by the two by two and try to clear out the safety and the quarterback kind of knows in red zone, a lot of teams play quarters in that, in, in that situation. And with me understanding where the ball was, being away from me, it's hard for the quarterback to throw it back, you know, into the field. It's always easier for the, the quarterback to throw the ball coming back into his vision. So I knew that and, um, I just undercut it, the uh, the dig and sealed the game. I mean, this is a veteran with a ton of wisdom who is giving us a peek behind the curtain. What he saw, what he was expecting. Man, he was watching some film, was he not? And that's, that's a great example for the younger Vikings defenders. I just undercut it, the, uh, the dig and sealed the game. But that's it. Boom. It's a big Close play. Big dig. Obviously. <laughs> and sealed the dig. <laughs> well, he was talking about the particular, the dig route is what he was referring to, I bet. Oh, I thought he was talking about Stefan Diggs, and he calls oh, him no, the no, dig. No, no, no. He's, <laughs> wait, listen to it again at the end. <laughs> I knew that, and um, I just undercut it, the uh, the dig and sealed the game. No, he was referring to, <laughs> you goof. You made me listen to it again just so I could be sure. I didn't have any questions until you laughed about it. No, he's <laughs> calling the dig. <laughs> He was referring to the dig route. I was like, that's respect. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing near you. I swear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> On that note, uh, coming up, we've got your QB news. I just, I don't, I'm just, I just got to let it go. It's, we're going to, we're going to move on. There's no way to recover from the dig. The dig. <laughs> the big dig. You are T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it tossed? Oh my goodness, it's tossed. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. He's got it. Yes. Touchdown. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. City. And off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown. Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. like the NFC South is dominating our QB news on this edition of the show, but we've got a couple of other QBs to throw in there as well. We're going to launch right in since it's busy and top of the hour is looming large. (laughs) Matt Ryan started suddenly for the Indianapolis Colts. In fact, nobody knew until Sunday when they were in Las Vegas. When did Matt Ryan find out he would be the starter again for the Colts under Jeff Saturday? Like everybody, it was a whirlwind of a week. Um, and Thursday <clears throat> was my first opportunity to get out and practice. And um, I didn't really know, but I felt like if I could put together, you know, a good week, um, and that week only being two days, maybe there was a chance. I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know. And so um, really Friday afternoon started to get a, a feel for how it might go, uh, and then he kind of talked to everybody and, and let us know where we're at. But, um, I mean, I, I just, you know, when, when he asked me about it earlier in the week, I, I really just said, you know, I, I only know one way to do it. And it was a great return for Matt Ryan. No turnovers, no sacks. That, that's huge if you're talking about this veteran quarterback. Obviously had the scrambles. We got to see the wheels, like an Olympic sprinter or something. And then the big touchdown to Paris Campbell with five minutes to go, which is a TD of the week candidate. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, shifting our attention to the NFC South yet again. The Panthers are making a quarterback change. We had some reports over the weekend. Um, MRI on um, PJ revealed a uh, high ankle sprain. So uh, Baker will be the starter this week, uh, along with Sam uh, being the backup. And uh, very excited to get the guys back in the building. They're coming off a bye week. The Panthers will have Baker Mayfield as their starter. And hello, Sam Darnold. We are back to where we started. He's healthy enough again that he will be the backup to Baker. All right, let's see if there's any stability there for the Panthers moving forward the rest of the way. And speaking of stability... 
We may not have it in New Orleans either. Dennis Allen, uh, he may be on the hot seat himself. Uh, he was asked about a quarterback change, even as he said, he's done losing and everything is on the table. I think we got to evaluate that. You know, I think that's something that we need to look at. Yeah. And James is a candidate yeah. to be ready to play if, if that's what you decide. I believe so. All right. So Andy Dalton throws two interceptions and really had zero success over the weekend. It's um, so not a team he likes to play or has had success against. Remember, he had a long tenure in the AFC North with the Bengals. It seems like the Steelers have got him pegged. And so they were able to pick him off twice. They didn't have a lot of uh, success offensively. And now Dennis Allen is talking about going back to Jameis Winston, who is healthy, but lost his job to Andy Dalton. When you have more than one quarterback, you have no quarterbacks. In the NFC South, they do have a team that's at 500, finally. That's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Back-to-back wins. They definitely have a quarterback. And Tom Brady still glowing on his podcast Monday evening. It's called Let's Go with Jim Gray. And they were talking about making history in Germany. It was electric. We got there before the game. And uh, there was a huge tailgate out front. It was electric from the start. We ran out for pregame warm-ups an hour before the game, and the stadium was basically full. I couldn't believe it. It felt like not quite a Super Bowl, but that type of electricity where everyone was just super excited to see the game. So we all felt it, and it was an incredible stadium and playing where Baron Munich plays and just being a part of the whole first opportunity to play in the NFL game in Germany was incredibly unique, and I think everyone who played is going to remember that game for the rest of their lives. Ziga. You know what Ziga means? Nope. Help me out. Goat in German. I did not know that, and I never refer to myself as that, so I'm glad I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was all over uh, many signs in the stadium. There was quite a lot to see, and I thought it was a very uh, – the crowds were so enthusiastic. I mean, there were jerseys. Guy had – I saw one had a Pittsburgh Steelers jersey on and a Jets hat. <laughs> Yikes. I love that exchange with Jim Gray. And Tom's like, I'm really glad I did not know what Ziga means in German. <laughs> I don't refer to myself as that. Could you imagine if he walked around and referred to himself as the goat? Or he said, hey, you all need to refer to me as the goat. You can't do that. No, that sounds like something Floyd Mayweather would do, though. Accurate. <laughs> it's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. One more with Brady. I could not resist the foiled trick play in which the second time he lined up as a wide receiver, the direct snap goes to Leonard Fournette. It all goes horribly wrong. Brady falls down. The ball is picked. Yada, yada, yada. Right. How about that Philly special? That seemed to work pretty well yesterday. That was a shot, Jim. That was a shot. That Philly special <laughs> was not very special. And. <laughs> I think the thing about it was when the ball was in there, I obviously knew I wasn't going to catch it. But I tried to go up to at least tackle, you know, and try to keep the ball. And then I fell on my face. So in, in a lot of ways, you know, embarrassment and shame at the same time on the same play, I won't forget that play. And I haven't had many uh, receptions in my career, so I thought it would be pretty cool to get one in Germany. But um, it only seems right that the country with no speed limit on the Autobahn got to see me run routes as a wide receiver, which was very, very slow. So it contradicted a lot of things from my speed to what actually goes on in the road there in Germany. 
I'm telling you, it makes me, maybe it makes me sound like ridiculous, but I really enjoy this podcast. It's a different Tom Brady that we do not get during games. He's not throwing tablets, but he very often is self-deprecating. He makes fun of himself a lot. And he also gives you insight that you don't get anywhere else. Now, they don't talk about his personal life a ton, though he has talked about that some with Jim. And Jim teases him. Jim gives him crap. Uh, and so there's a lot more with him about the, the, the winning outside America and how he needs to play in the CFL now so he can add that country to his list. There's really good stuff. Also, him talking about the Justin Jefferson catch as well as the Jeff Saturday hire uh, is interesting. So maybe we'll grab some more from Let's Go since I'm now a Tom Brady, Jim Gray podcast disciple. It's good audio. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. One more. Jimmy Ward does not care how much we love quarterbacks. In fact, he hates them, and he thinks we should do away with QB News. Uh, He tried to get Justin Herbert in a moment of weakness and vulnerability when the Niners were playing the Chargers Sunday night. Nowadays, you can't touch a quarterback, but I was trying to kill him. I wish he would have stood up two times. I wish he would have never slid if I could let him feel let them feel me. We don't like quarterbacks running the ball. Don't run it. We play another running quarterback, Kyler Murray. I hope I can catch him. Don't run it. I don't got no sympathy for another quarterback on the opposing team. Don't run it. <laughs> Please keep that. That has got to be one of the greatest pieces of audio I've heard in a really long time. I hate quarterbacks. Don't run it. You guys remember the video? It was on Instagram, I think, a few a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, where the where the emu was like headbutting the camera. Remember, it's on some it's on a farm somewhere, and there was a woman who was talking to him. His name is Emmanuel. Do you remember it? Emmanuel, don't do it. Don't do. do it. Yeah. So she has a she has an Instagram account devoted to her farm, and she puts the camera up everywhere. But the emu keeps following them around, and every time she looks away, he would try to headbutt the camera or or knock the camera over. And she her classic line is, "Emmanuel, don't do it. Don't do it." <laughs> we use the audio here on the show because it was so funny. Uh, that's what Jimmy Ward is saying: "Don't do it. Don't run it." Don't run the don't run the football. I don't got no sympathy for another quarterback on the opposing team. Don't run it. <laughs> don't do it. Oh my gosh. All right, I promised you we could hear from the American League and National League rookies of the year. Congratulations to Julio Rodriguez as well as Michael Harris. So from Seattle and Atlanta, two teams that made the playoffs, though they did not ultimately get to the World Series. But yeah, these dynamic rookies, it was really cool to see them on the major league stage. They really mean the war. They really mean the war to me. I feel like with the, without these two people, especially right here, like it wouldn't have been me. It wouldn't be Julio. I wouldn't be the kid that just loved playing the game and like try to do the right thing just because of them. And I feel like if they didn't have them in my life, I'm really proud of the parents I, I have. And uh, I'm happy that because of all the love and the other support that they showed me. It's a lot going through my mind. I mean, just, just to be recognized for it. Uh, I mean, let alone not even not even thinking I'll be up in the league this year and then to be be honored for an award this special. I mean, named after Hank Aaron. Um having having guys like David Justice, Rafael Fricall, uh Acuna and Kimber win win the same award and me being the same the same bracket with them is it's kinda uh, crazy me being a British fan and watching them. So uh yeah, you guys just missed the the screaming in the background. So uh <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. 
That's really cool. Julio Rodriguez grew up in a small Dominican town of 20,000 people. It's right near the Haitian border. And he's now got the huge contract as the Mariners' dynamic young center fielder. And then kind of cool about Michael Harris, not only was the family screaming, but he grew up a Braves fan and just beat out his teammate Spencer Strider to win the NL Rookie of the Year. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, if you missed our show last hour, or you weren't with us last hour, we were talking about the tragedy that took place at the University of Virginia, the football team losing three members of its team and two more in the hospital after a shooting on Sunday night. We did hear from the president of the university, Jim Ryan, on Monday. This is an unimaginably sad day for our community. The entire university community is grieving this morning. My heart is broken for the victims and their families and for all who, those who knew and loved them. And they are all in my prayers. As I've said before, when I see our students, I see my own kids. And I cannot imagine anything worse for a parent than to lose a child. There will be questions that will have no answers. And it's not because I don't want to tell you, it's because we just don't know. So I hope you'll be patient with that and trust that when we do know, you'll know. That's the police chief there at the University of Virginia, as well as the president of the university, Jim Ryan, before him. Three Cavaliers football players shot and killed. Junior receiver Lavelle Davis of Dorchester, South Carolina. Junior receiver Devin Chandler of Huntersville, North Carolina. And junior defensive end and linebacker Deshaun Perry of Miami. And even as they were hosting this press conference, a former player, Christopher Darnell Jones, was finally apprehended and brought into custody as the alleged shooter. We'll let you know more when we've got it. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.